Hey everyone, what you're about to listen to is a preview of a bonus episode that is available on our Patreon. If you like this clip, you can grab the whole episode, as well as years of other bonus content, at www.patreon.com slash lionsledbydonkeys. Um, hey, look, to be honest, everyone knows by this stage, this is the show where we go off the rails. And, you know, it's an episode about Gundam. This is it. <laughs> like, we have to talk about something of substance before we start talking about robots punching each other at the face. Hey, when we get to the last episode we're going to talk about today, I'm going to talk about how unintentionally G Gundam uh, employed Mark Fisher's idea of hauntology. So. Oh, God. So <laughs> we watched episodes seven, eight, and nine. And episode seven is probably the one most of you have been waiting for. We get Neo Mexico, and it starts off with a la cucaracha, a, la cucaracha, and and la cucaracha, a, la cucaracha, and a space na, na, station na, 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 na. shaped like a sombrero. Um, yeah, Neo Mexico I, is shaped like a sombrero. I watched this, so I watched um, episode seven last night before I went to bed. I watched the other two this morning, and I was sitting there, and as soon as I saw it, I had to pause the playback because i was laughing so much i literally fell off the sofa i was laughing so much i i like like i've said i've watched all of these and i don't remember any of them and there's a few things that stick in my mind one of them of course is spike gundam as they call it but it was originally called tequila gundam uh and had to be censored for because this is a show for children in the u.s and I mean, it's a show for children in Japan as well, but the U.S. is much See, more is, strict on their censorship. <laughs> this is what you get for being a dub swine. Hey, we all we all know that I have a hard time paying attention to most forms of media. Um, also, how the fuck do you not remember this? You watched this like an hour ago. No, I I mean before I rewatched it. Okay, um, fair. I'm not, I don't. I'm not the one with the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> but uh, actually, that's the one that's thing also that unites not entirely e- true. But whatever. The, the one thing that unites everyone on this podcast is we have extensive amounts of brain trauma. And, and if we ever hired, like, let's say we ever get to the point we hire like a production assistant or a research assistant, part of the job interview is going like doing like a full kumite with every member of the podcast <laughs> so you can get a concussion. Um, <laughs> We're hitting each other with kendo sticks. Now, like, yeah, I'm not sure if you realize this because it kind of flashes by in bits and pieces, but it seems to be. And oh, by the way, I did find extensive interviews with the creator of this show and he gives, oh, fuck yes. he gives as little as a fuck as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> like it, they had an entire other plan because uh, this whole thing was supposed to be like a monster of the week type thing, like we're kind of at now uh, with it and th- with the idea that like this was the whole story. Um, but he was the one that came up with like Dark Gundam in the dub or Devil Gundam uh, in the original. Um, hence why God Gundam is supposed to be the shy Gundam. <laughs> Subtlety is not this guy's expertise, but uh he completely derailed everything because he wanted to like inject 20 extra episodes of story that I- I'm going to assume once we watch are completely batshit insane. But as we're watching this episode, we get little, little kisses of what Neo-Mexico could be. And he does the same thing as like Hollywood does. It's like, uh, I don't know the first thing about Mexico. Sombreros, Mexico filter. Just make everything brown. <laughs> also, the fact... So this episode centers on 
Doman once again is searching for his brother and he ends up in Neo Mexico and the episode opens up with this old guy on the spra- on the space sombrero with two kids overlooking uh you know uh ne- or not Neo Mexico old Mexico <laughs> ye old Mexico and, and uh the kids are opining about like someday they'd like to see you know the the homeland and the guy very sweetly is like you know in time there'll be an- the water like right now the water can sustain itself but soon it will be able to sustain all of us it's kind of a very weirdly like prescient like eco-conscious like subtext in it but uh it's brother and sister uh chico rodriguez that's right baby and, and gina like i was watching this and i was just like oh my god like like out of the three this episode i think is one of the weaker ones. It's fun, but the other two are like really, really strong episodes. It, it is but, the most G Gundam episode that we've watched thus far. I would say we we got yeah. we got Tequila Gundam. The Gundam is wearing a sombrero. Everybody in Mexico is wearing a and sombrero, it a, and it has a mustache as well. It does it has have a, a mustache, mustache like me. And for some reason, um, it is armed with a trident. <laughs> yeah, I I was really confused by that. So essentially, the setup is the. Uh, Chico doesn't want to fight. He just wants to live in peace because Gina has a terminal illness and they've returned to her. She has the Earth. most anime illness in human history. It only re- it only causes her to cough and occasionally faint. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> it's called plot v- disease. <laughs> Very kindly, he wants her to live out the last of her time on this mortal coil on uh old mexico yeah they have so, to do uh uh like they they want to return and do uh mexican uh alia or whatever like I don't know, from the space station to the motherland As so i can uh, i can understand <laughs> so um domon is searching for uh the mexican gundam pilot in a market and is accosted by chico rodriguez in a poncho with a poison dart. I should point out that this is the second episode in a row where Domon gets poisoned. Yes. <laughs> um, so G- Chico's plan, instead of you know fighting him in a Gundam battle, is to bring him up on a mountain while he's drugged and roll him off to his death. <laughs> I mean, it would work. I mean, if you yeah. if you have a man unconscious and you need to get rid of him, like. Mm-hmm. I, uh, despite the fact you could have just thrown him into the sea as like that is where mm-hmm. he is storing his Gundam but uh, yep. you know it doesn't have the creative like flair of throwing a man off of a mountain mm. and um, at the same time the Mexican government is contacting our favorite boy Chibity Crockett yeah I didn't expect Chibity Crockett to make a return because until he comes back to uh, until he in this episode comes to Mexico and is the most obnoxious fucking guy in the in the city like he comes with like a full parade of like half-dressed women holding signs his Gundam like okay finally we have a good American stereotype of being an obnoxious prick when abroad even if yeah, that has not uh, been he, my experience meeting Americans Americans abroad, it absolutely is my experience of seeing other Americans in Mexico. So he's like, he's sunbathing on a yacht with all his girlfriends. I'm kind of like, it, he is either one of the two extremes. He is fucking or Chibity Crockett is completely asexual. 
maybe he i mean we've seen the shadow of domon when he is uh when he is being put through the copy and paste thing where he's getting into the uh the bodysuit uh mm-hmm. and i suspect he is as smooth as a ken doll um <laughs> maybe that's the case with all gundam pilots they have to they have to become castrati <laughs> yeah so <laughs> um Essentially, they want uh, Chibity to lure out uh, Tequila Gundam um, and defeat him. So, you know, Chibity, like, shows up and is like, I'm going to fight you. Also, really funny, um, you only really get this in the in the sub. The way that they have constructed the voice acting for Chibity in Japanese is grammatically really simple, so I feel like... <laughs> He learned Japanese just to shit talk Domon. No, that the intention is that he's really dumb. He does greet in in the sub because I did when I was researching the episode. I saw a lot of people point this out in the sub. He greets Domon as Mister Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) Hola, Mister Japanese. I mean, he he is playing like a boxer as well. So, like you know, I can understand a man who's had a certain point of his IQ punched out of his brain. Yeah, so... I mean, you're, um, you're not going to hear Mike Tyson or, like, Evander Holyfield getting any deep conversations these days for a reason. Yeah, I mean, look at... <laughs> look at any interview with Chris Eubanks. Right, like, yeah, it, it's all... It's the same reason that whenever you see, like, MMA fighters like try to become like the the intellectual dark web folks on the uh, on like Twitter or Substack or whatever. I'm like, look, I enjoy combat sports. We both enjoy combat sports. We both take part in them. However, I am not going to be like, wow, this man who got rocked in the fucking head as a career is someone that I need to look to for philosophy. Mhm. Yeah, so um Gina is dying of Mexican wasting disease. Um so as one does, yeah. Uh, they take Domon and Rain to like their villa and like explains, you know, the plot disease and his intentions. You know, I don't want to fight. I just want to live out in peace. You know, the last bit of time that she has left here, which is, you know, it's really nice. Um, and then Domon being Domon, um, Chibidi shows up with the Mexican government and like loads of what I assume are like an armed militia. Look, again, we finally get a decent American stereotype. Chibidi Crockett, probably an agent of the CIA or Neo CIA, whatever the fuck <laughs> is you want to call it. 